On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. Nothing's worse. I was literally like trying to tap Jenny because I was about to sneeze as the intro was coming, and I was like, "You got to take over!" Like I'm, I was about to bust it like I was hot. I stand prepared. I can. Yeah. Do, I, I, you, I. You picked up on what I was doing. And you I knew know exactly I what was happening, awesome. and I was racking That's my, my brain for some Come pithy now, comments it. to give pound to you. It. About to tap out on the intro. Jenny, Zach, and Matt, and I hope it is yeah. here in the studio, and I'm hoping that everybody's loving the second shot sit downs that are coming out on what Tuesdays, correct? They come out on Tuesdays yeah. at 9 a.m. So 9 it's like a little midweek push. That's right. And if you're already if you are already subscribed, which means you're getting them. You're already getting them. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, this is not the actual podcast. You want to go to iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud or iHeartRadio or something like that and search Second Shot with Heath and Jenny. And then you will see them there. I know it's cosmetic, but I love the studio. I was saying that before we started oh, recording this one. I you. love the different studio. Yeah, you and Matt are in a different look. It makes us look like we have depth. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, was I like the like the little graphic art because she looks really hot on it. And I was like, go. hey, girl. Yeah. Hey. Oh, you're already my wife. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, the picture's everybody. a little yeah. better than what I actually look like. You know, that's but what can you what can you do? It's a yeah. good angle. Definitely. It's a good angle, that's for sure. And and when this episode comes out, it'll be right after Halloween, so people are like on their sort of Halloween candy hangover that's right. this morning. I'm pretty excited about our Halloween costumes. Oh, you guys that we just had mm. on. <sighs> so Heath has a childhood, had a childhood, lifelong dream of um, being a Power Ranger, go, go and, and I think he's been asked that before. Like, what would <laughs> your dream <laughs> job, Power Ranger? Maybe the next episode, I'll wear my Power Ranger suit on. That would not be ideal. I may wear it every other day, yeah. actually. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel very empowered wearing my Power Ranger suit. Like I'm gonna take on the world. Which Power so, Ranger are you? The red one. Okay. And right. I'm yellow and Brighton's pink. The only right answer. So, you know, I, I I feel like I've fulfilled my wifely duties for the year. This was go, like go a check check ranges. for you know. Halloween, Christmas. You know, this may this may take me through next Christmas. She's gonna regret it when I wear this suit all the time. I'll take Black Ranger because his name is Zach, and I thought oh, that was cool. Back I didn't in the know day. That. Yeah, his character's name was Zach. I was oh, like, yeah, Zach. I got Black Ranger. Yeah, it's a good time, which would make Matt Billy Cranston. Oh, Blue yeah. Ranger. Matt is I'll take, Billy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see that. that. Hey, look, we've got the whole thing here. We need we to Oh, wow, we should have done a podcast costume. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh. That can be 2020, our Halloween yeah. special squad in 2020. Yes, definitely squad goals. Perfect. You <laughs> can just wear the spandex under a suit and then yeah. just slide the helmet on. <laughs> yeah, Superman. So our first headline this week, uh, feeling overworked? Dallas ranks low on analysis of cities' work-life balance. When it comes to the best cities for work-life balance, Dallas ranks near the bottom of a recent analysis by New York-based Internet of Things company 
Kissy, K-I-S-I, uh, they evaluated 40 U.S. cities based on a series of factors related to the amount of time workers dedicate to their jobs and just kind of living in the cities in general, and Dallas ranked close to the bottom. Uh, Kissy, K-I-S-I, uh, said the 20 factors evaluated were grouped into three categories, work intensity, society institutions, and city livability, and waited to come up with an overall average score. So they did nations, uh, they did cities around the nation. Uh, the ones in Texas, Houston, Austin, Dallas, and San Antonio, kind of tied, but for the most part, Dallas came towards the bottom. Really something interesting. Uh, Austin ranked highest at 18th, Houston ranked lowest at 37th, um... So what Austin had the best this? work-life balance. That's the thing I was trying to figure out. Do you think that there is something? To oh, you be don't know that though. That's what you can't tell from there. I was trying to figure out. Yeah, if Dallas being low means it has the worst best life work-life yeah. balance or the best. I guess it means it means it has the worst, right? Yeah. Because I came from Houston, and Houston's not great. So if Houston's low on this list, that's yeah. Gotta mean and Austin, I would suspect, is better because, I mean, I love Dallas, but I will also say. There are so many recreational opportunities yeah. in that area that I just think yeah. it makes it easier to have that work-life balance. You know what I mean? If you grew up as a mountain biker or you grew up as a, you know, I don't know, canoeing, whatever the thing is, it's not as easily accessible in <laughs> no. Dallas. So I would think that that it's probably a little easier there. Right. Yeah. There's always things to do in Austin. I guess that's the, yeah. You know what my second shot is on this? Huh, tell us. I think that it's in our minds a lot of times that our work-life balance is off. Ooh, okay. Ooh, how so? Because we are distracted by technology so much that we don't get things done because we continue to let technology distract us. And then we are overwhelmed because we spent 20 minutes on Facebook or and we didn't realize it. We're like, and then next thing you know, you're behind on work. So you're working later. So it's like, oh, my work life balance. Well, if you wouldn't have been, you know, technology can dist- has distracted us in so many ways. And I think a lot of people can't even have a self-awareness over it because they just do it naturally and they'll go to check emails, and next thing you know, this catches their eye, and they're off on this or that or that, and, and, and 30 minutes go by. And then you're behind trying to rush, and it's like, uh, what happened? Sure. And, and I'm, I'm guilty. It's distracted at me. No, I'm, no, no. <laughs> I feel like it is. Personally no, no, no. attacked. No, no. No, no, not attacked, but just ca- just maybe called out. Sure, no, seen a little not, bit. Not, not at all. This is, I'm, I'm just as, I'm, I'm, I'm about as the guilty party of this as you can be. Yeah. Um, and... I've had to really, I, I, I actually, a couple of weeks ago, have made some efforts on putting certain things down when, and the, I was listening to this podcast that um, it's um, called The Next Big the next big idea. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, it, it'd be good one. It's made by Wondery, which I love almost all of their podcasts. Yeah. But he talks uh, to uh, this guy that he had a book called Hooked that Hooked. taught Silicon Valley how to hook people with technology, how to keep them addicted to it uh-huh. or type thing then he just wrote a book that's called indistractable and and i've listened to that as well that talks about the distractions that grab Ooh. you and make things happen and, and i think our work-life balance what happens is we feel like there's not a balance because we let things distract us that take us longer on all this other stuff when if we would just go let's get this done let's not pick up the phone let's clean this up let's pick this up then we don't get distracted and when we have that time we use it for that versus the other end in that book he talks about how a calendar and how you're calendaring and how you put it out to when you you let yourself and not until you get out of those habits that um we we have let people believe that they can have technology that is makes us addiction makes us addicted when we have the power to choose that to addict us or not 
Like, uh-huh. like we like understanding that take the power back, people. I mean, we, we have the ability to make the decisions. Yeah. It, it, you, you play the blame game and all this that, well, this technology is just doing it to me. The advertising <laughs> they're doing is making me buy this stuff, right? right? No, you have the power. Voice. <laughs> you have, and, and Carol yeah. Esterwick in the Growth Mindset versus Fixed Mindset book, The Psychology right. to Success, is the perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it's even a myth that, at the end of the day, oh, we're tired. No, you don't have a certain amount of energy that runs out of gas. The only people that that happens to are the ones that actually believe that works. Because science-wise, that actually is not a thing. Being tired at the end of the day? That you only have a certain amount of energy like type thing and it can be draining you. Like he was going through all the science behind it and that how the people that actually just really believe that are the ones that... That oh, has interesting. Yeah. yeah. I also think when I'm doing something that I love, I do not run out of energy ever. That's like, because you're not thinking about it. Have you heard me yeah. say very often, oh, I'm beat. I'm no, exhausted. Yeah, but you're like energizer like, freaking bunny. Right. But because I, because I don't think yeah. I don't think like that. Yeah. And that's what I he's enjoy, saying. I enjoy my life. And when thing, when I'm not doing something I enjoy, I try to switch it out. That's I would a tell really you to go look at this. Uh, N-I-R-E-Y-A-L. That's his name. Near Ale. Okay? N-I-R-E-Y-A-L. Yep. And, and the, his new I book am? is Indistractable. Indistractable. That's a that great... That sounds like a word I would make up. I'll check that out. That's You've read that book or you heard the podcast I've with the I've been listening to the audio book of it. Okay. Okay, great. Okay. Well, shoot. I can't do that on your Christmas list. And I was like, oh, that's a good one <laughs> so, to get for him. Dang it. Dang it. Um, so so I agree. Uh, I think you're right. It's a matter of personal perspective. Because, yeah, like there's no way jobs are any worse in Dallas than they are in Austin. We're not even that far away. It's pretty much the same. It's a matter of like personal perspective. I don't think Dallas is any worse than Austin. I won't have anybody tell me that Austin's better than anywhere. Uh, and I, I think I think it, it all comes down to what you're willing to do with what you've got, right? You look at the cards in front of you and how you're going to play your hand. There are things to do in Austin, or in Dallas. There are tons of fun things to do in Dallas. Of course. Uh, it's a matter of finding those things that you want to do, chasing your interests and going and doing them and realizing that maybe those will be more energizing than just sitting around doing nothing, right? Maybe going out and doing something you love would be better than staying at home on your phone. Maybe it'd make a difference. Yeah, and I think that um, people do talk a lot about the spillover now with technology. And I know that probably a response, I'm going to say the devil's advocate response to what he said would be people saying, well, my boss emails me at all hours of the day and night, and it's expected that I be on there and responding and replying and, you know, staying in touch. So I would say... As soon as you don't do it, though, then that stops. It stops, but then they wonder, well, is the uh, uh, is the employee who does respond now going to be preferred, even though my performance during my eight or nine hours at work is superior? Is this employee then going to be the, the preference? And I will say to that, do you want to be the preference in that type of work environment? And here's the other thing. Yeah. How about you try it first before you start making that claim and judgment? Because I can tell you this, I used to be that way, and I'm not anymore, and nothing really changed. So... Honestly, when you stop giving that, you're, you're giving you're giving that ability for them to do that because you're responding with it. And now, I think it's is there good a to time that I know it. something hot is going on that I'm going to be sure. close to it that night? Okay, yes, but it's not every day, not every night. Yeah, yeah, right. it's. Um, I, I think it's interesting. I think that the exhaustion definitely comes from, or the the perceived exhaustion, I guess, yes. comes from the carryover and the lack of boundaries. I was doing so well on plugging my phone in or or on putting my phone in the bathroom for a couple different reasons. First of all, it's not great to have your phone by your head when you're sleeping, but also because I was waking up in the middle of the night and checking it and it was the first thing I was looking at in the morning instead of writing in my journal. And then it was like, what? I don't even know what happened. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I think the the cord went out. The cord went out. And so here's the, I mean, Jenny, 
you have got to be stronger than letting the cord go out and having it derail your entire routine and everything that you've set in place. Because I mean, I was in this flow where I was doing my journal every morning, working out every morning, not sleeping by my phone, not looking at my phone until after I was done with those things. And the cord goes out and all of a sudden, oh, well, I guess that's done. You know, so I think so that it happens we have to, to the best of us. It does. I mean, I'm definitely not the best of us. But yes, it happens to even somebody who I consider myself to be. I'm pretty. Um, what's the word? Like self-reliant or just I. I uh, I'm disciplined. Yeah. I'm, di- I'm pretty disciplined. Mm-hmm. And even that, it's like, oh, it happens. So I need to start over. And so this is a good reminder for that. I know we've gone over on the segment. Yeah, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Time's up, Jenny. No, yeah. You know, no, those agree. are the things you don't admit on air, though. Well, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm just admitting no, everything yeah, today. Just opening it all up, a can of worms <laughs> yeah. just coming out. So I would think the thing is, is to understand that a lot of the things that are, that, that the work-life balance can be um, easily done because you're distracted by other things that you're not getting your work done when you need to because you let everything else creep into it. I believe that work-life balance issues are a lot to do with the distractions, with the perceived ability that you're not because you're letting things get you off course. Like, if people won't stop talking to you at work and coming up, make a sign. Put it up that says, do not disturb, so people will leave you alone at times you're doing your work. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. Okay, you guys, we have been working on this partnership for a while. This is a company that we've used as a couple, we've used individually, and now they are on board as a sponsor. So we're giving a big shout out to myllc.com. You used them back in the day, right? I've been using like when them, you first got started in business. I've been using them for 12, 13 years. It was the easiest thing in the world. If anybody's thought about setting up a company, paying big lawyer fees, they think it's a big you know, mountain of a task to take on. But with MyLLC.com, if you go on their website and you call them, if you're doing an S-Corp, a C-Corp, or anything, they're going to walk you through it. They won't make you feel dumb. And they're going to handle every process every year from now on from you, the stuff with the state and all of those things. So if you have any rental property outside of your own home, you need to have it in a my LL, in an LLC or an S-Corp or something in order to protect you legally if you're doing side hustles. You need yeah. to invoice them from the legal entity because it can protect you legally. MyLLC.com slash second shot. There's a coupon code 99 uh, MyLLC, right? Well, yeah. All you have to do is go to MyLLC.com slash second shot and it'll give you $99 off, which is super generous. And this is kind of like a limited thing. So if you if you were thinking about it, again, you kind of started your side business, you're thinking about getting it going, or you've got a big business. I mean, they work with, with all sizes. It's $99 off. The other thing, if you're already on the site, you can use the coupon code 99MyLLC. Again, it's 99MyLLC from MyLLC.com. This is this is the company we've used for all of our different entities and projects. They've been so great to work with, and we're just excited to have them on as partners. MyLLC.com slash second shot. Go now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. Coming in hot and Jenny's sitting there going, no, no, I forgot I had something. Wait, a 30-minute show isn't enough for me. I've got more to say. (laughs) 
I posted this uh, little, it's not a, I, it's a quote from somebody, but I don't know who said it and I hate not attributing, but it's so good that I've, I've got to share it and just say it wasn't me who came up with it, but I think it relates to that last segment and it is this, true self-care is not soft baths and chocolate cake, it is making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. So making the choice to, it's making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. Wow. Mm. So we were talking about distractions and doing those, those little, they're like little ticks almost mm-hmm. when we get into the refreshing on social media and checking our email and responding to people and almost doing busy work that distract from our actual feelings. It's just like any other distraction vice. It's, it's any other addiction. So I, I thought that was a really good message about trying to intentionally craft a life that you enjoy being in instead of only looking forward to the next vacation or the next scroll through on Instagram. I like that. I like Thank that you. a lot, actually. That's very, yeah. very good. That's the like kind a, of wisdom a good we drop in the that, second shot group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that if, you, if you're not trying to escape it, then, yeah. you, then you're building something pretty good. Right. Right. If you enjoy being it. Like yeah. this, I totally enjoy. Yeah. It's work. Right. But I like hanging I look forward to seeing yeah. you guys and, and having this discussion each week. So this stays. We keep this for now. <laughs> Feeling's not mutual. <laughs> Dang it. Oh. Well, well it'd be wow. first shot with Jenny. Burn. First shot with Jenny. That's good. Only That'd shot. Yeah. yeah, only shot. So our second headline, Where Should the Boss Sit? is an editorial from New York real estate CEO Jonathan Wasserstrom. Uh, he's the CEO of Squarefoot. And he wrote this for the new, for USA Today to talk about uh, how he runs his business differently from everybody else, all of his peers in, in big, fancy New York City. Uh, he talks about where exactly a boss should sit specifically, but also just kind of where a leader should place themselves within their company. And for him, what he's found is effective is remaining at the center of his organization. He says he's entrusted valuable executives and employees to help expand his business, and they report back to him on what he needs to know, but he remains curious about what's happening to the office. So instead of having a big fancy penthouse office, like two floors up, he sits in the floor with the team, right? He's got a cubicle just like everybody else. He said he made this decision as a CEO long before he was owning his own business when he saw a few other CEOs do similar things. He said it's fantastic because people feel like they can talk to him. He's accessible. He's not some guy in an ivory tower. They can swing by and knock on his door and ask him a question just to see how his day was. And he can talk to them. And he gets this exchange with coworkers that, well, employees that feel like coworkers, really, that are coworkers, that he hasn't seen other companies have. And I guess he poses at the end of this, he says, why aren't more people doing this? Why isn't this a more popular thing? So, he's, where does the boss sit? He's full of crap. <laughs> That's why. Well, he's let so me, full Let me of guess, crap. does he actually do it because he wants to inspect what he expects? No, it, these well, people that it? try to pull that bull crap out, these people are like, oh, I need to keep Whoa! my... No, no, they go, oh, I'll keep my door open. It's an open door policy. Sure. All these things. I'm going to sit out there with everybody. Let me tell you where he's at, where that person is. If he actually has a desk out there, okay? Mm. 90% of the time, the one, you know, because all these open office plans have the little conference rooms, uh-huh. the closed doors. <laughs> 90% of the time, he's in there. You know why? Because he's on the phone having conversations that everybody in their mama should not hear. Right. Because he is talking about employees. He's talking about things that cannot be heard, mm-hmm. that, that do not need to be. So he's in. He wants to act like he sits out there. But 90% of the time, he's in the conference room with the door closed. Right. My thought is this. Like, I have my door closed often in my office when I'm on the phone because I don't think it's fair for whoever I'm talking to that are getting into personal information that other people could hear that. Mm-hmm. That's not right. Let me tell you this. You know how many times I'd have stopped anybody from opening my door and coming in? 
zero. <laughs> Do you know how many times it has stopped people? And I'm I'm okay with that. I want it to be right because like, the, I have an open door policy overall, of talking to me. Yeah. Come to me with anything. I will talk with you. Whatever it is. But you don't have to metaphorically have the door open all the time in order to have that. If you do, then you're not doing it right because they don't uh. trust you and have that faith. These people that try to do this crap like this, he is so full of it. I promise you, if a camera followed him around, I love he this. would be in the little <laughs> conference room with the door closed 90% of the time. What's wow. his name again? Jonathan Wasserstrom. Oh, Jonathan. I'm going to tweet you this episode. What a sham. Oh, I'm man. Hot takes from Heath Oaks. I love this. This is with a lot of those people. Yeah. The thing is, what's more important in my second shot on is having an open door policy that is to where people can come to you. You don't have to metaphorically have the door open, right? Like like, like the door does not have right, to be Right, the a, physical the opening physical of the door. door. Yes. It needs to be an overall sense of community and collaboration. And it's, not and a, it's not about your setting. It's about your character, yeah, right? Yeah, People yeah. should know you yes. and understand you. And if they knew Jonathan as well as he claims they do in here, he wouldn't have to have he a have cubicle and an open door. Okay, yeah. that makes and, sense. And a lot of these that do these open offices, they, they have this where the CEO doesn't have it, but they're in the conference room 90% of the time, which they should be because... There's things in comp- there's a lot of conversations going on with the boss and all that that, that everybody right. does not need to know. Like they may have an employee reviews and all of these things that it's I don't want to I wouldn't want anybody else hearing some of yeah. that stuff, right? I mean, and so I, I think they're all full of it when they're doing it. They're they're trying to uh, act like there's some kind of high horse or something where they you got an issue if you have to be out there because your people don't trust you. Oh, interesting. So I'm gonna take so second shot then on on your take as it relates to uh, friendships and things like that. Because you know how when something happens, people always say, oh, let me know if you need anything, right? Yeah. Like, let me know if you need anything. Or, oh, you know, you know I'm here for you. And there are those certain people that you do know they're there for you. And there are the certain people where you're like, mm. yeah, I would never ask them for anything. Yeah, because you know it'll come back and get you. Yeah, or just that they <laughs> would, just that they don't, they're not actually there for you. They're just yeah. saying it. Sort of like what you're saying. Okay, this guy's saying he's open door policy, but if he has to say it, then he's not yeah. really there for you. And it reminds me to be the friend who is like the, hey, I could drop some things and adjust some things to actually be there for you, to be the person where I don't have to say it and my friends know that I am that actually. That you would be one to call. Yeah. yeah. That I, like I want, that would, that I want to be the one to call. I, you know, that's like a second shot on your second I like shot. Yeah, I like that. But I want to be the one to call. And, um, you know, Heath and I don't have, we have a lot of family. We don't have any just right here in Dallas right yeah. now. So everything that we do is truly on our own, especially. And I think that when you have a child, it's really highlighted and it's really magnified because it's like, oh, something happens. Like it is on you. And I recently had an experience where a girlfriend offered to step in and it's like, I will never, for, I will never, ever, ever forget it because she... And now I know forever and ever and ever. That's like, she just like elevated to true friend status to do a selfless favor to help out with her daughter. I mean, it's like an hour, but still it's like, wow, she has an open door policy with our friendship. She has an open door policy with our friendship. And I think that a lot of us have friends, friendships that are very like, you know, we go to the birthday parties and, you know, oh, hi, here's a hug and here's a birthday gift and it's all wrapped up in a nice bow. But if, if you really need help, um, those friendships are fewer. There well, are not as many. And don't you think, too, that um, it, it, it taking that self-reflection of are you that person? Like, yeah, like if, if people, I want to be. I need to work yeah, on that. Yeah, you got to make sure that it's like it, are people asking you for those things, right? And so, you know, you don't have to, you know, physically sit out in the middle of the floor, but do you... Uh, I mean, are you, are you, there's a difference to say, oh, let me know if I'm, you need any help versus, hey, I know you're going to be out of town. 
things may be tough. Do you need anything during that day or two? See, that's yeah, a different. Can I show up with this specific thing? Yeah, that, that's yeah. A, that's the true proof of you wanting to help. The hey, let me know if you need anything is not the proof you need help. That's you it's, just that's, saying you're checking a box. That's putting the office yeah. in the middle give, of the room. Give specifics. Yeah, to people. I, yeah. I, I think this this should be a good uh, a good point where people can look at themselves and, and think about how much am I performing and how much is reality. You know, yeah. like this this stuff oh, about yeah. asking these these questions or saying, "Hey, I'm sitting in the middle of the room. I'm in the I'm in the trenches with the employees." That to me is performance. You know, that is making the real. I'll never forget. I had a buddy who was going around looking for jobs, and he. He was going to a bunch of different startups, and this is not necessarily directed at any sort of age group, but these were younger people with startups, and he's, he would get back to me, and he'd be like, dude, they had a conference room desk made of Legos, and they had <laughs> they had Razor scooters that they got around the office on, and I was like, well, I mean, I'm sure that looks like it's fun, but that stuff goes away after after a yeah, while the novelty's gone right i'm like did you talk to anybody there and he said yeah everybody was miserable so <laughs> it, it's it's this idea of we're performing for uh you know our friends we're performing for our employees but is it really what's actually going on and uh, you know i think when you can kind of start to break down like what is what is performance what is reality and how can i be more real without having to make a show of I gotta sit in. I gotta sit in the middle, or I gotta, you know, make offers to people that I don't ever intend on keeping, or uh-huh. things like that. Or is it the lame offer of the whole? Oh, right. Let me know if you ever need help. Versus, you know, that's where you need to question yourself. You need to take a look and go, are you being that? Because if you are, you're not. You're not being the person that is coming off as I truly will help you. Because you got to give more of a specific and 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 if you're doing those things that you're trying to physically put out there so much something because you know it's not who you are. Be more authentic and try to build it from the ground up, and it'll be a lot better off. We'll be in a minute. Be back in a minute on third segment of second shot. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Okay, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you guys about a company called Energy Ogre. So Heath and I have been using this company for years to save money on our electricity. Uh, We've told you guys about it for for months and months and months too. So basically what they do is they shop around your electricity and then they find the lowest option and then they manage it. So you know how if you notice your rates are going up, you might call around, but, but who really does that? So they do that for you. The deal is that it costs $10 a month and if they can't save you anything, then they you get the $10 back. So for us, what we noticed is it cut our bill at least in half. So we're talking, we were upwards of 200, maybe a little more than $200 a month. Now we're down to 100, yes, even in the blazing summers here in the Dallas area of Texas. So it's energyogre.com. So here's Ogre. It's O-G-R-E. So E-N-E-R-G-Y-O-G-R-E dot com. And they actually give us a deal for Second Shot listeners. So if you would like to use it, the discount code is Second Shot. So you can try it for free and see how it works. Again, it's really not a risk because if you get on there and they can't save you any money, then they don't charge you anything and you'll get to try it out for free with the code Second Shot. Take off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. 
So you thinking I was I was being a little a little bit angry on the last segment? I need to apologize to everybody. No, I think you were being spicy, and I think Fired that up. we've spicy. we've it's missed spicy, mama. some spice. That's right. We've missed some spice. And variety. I that, yeah. Um, it is the variety is the wait wait variety is the spice of spice life. Spice of life. Spice yeah. is the variety of life. That's right. It's all of that. Yes. As we approach the holiday season. It's uh-huh. spicy, mama. It's spicy. Oh, Miss B. Yeah, I'm after we drop her off. I get I do get excited to drop her off just because <laughs> she's kind of a she's kind of a tornado. <laughs> And then, like five minutes later, it's I miss like, her. I know. It's do crazy. any other parents have that happen? Do you guys have that happen, or or I get excited for her to go to bed because you know our days are full, and I'm yeah. with her, you know, a lot. <laughs> and and I'm like, okay, it's going to be bedtime. Her going bed. And I'm like, oh, I miss her. I miss her little languages and her, you know, it's spicy mama and mm-hmm. her just little demeanor and all that. Anyway, so our question of the week this week is one that I oh, oh what, I, you I, I thought go you were going to do some shaming. Oh, so much shame! So Heath's favorite part of oh, the other third segment. Favorite Looks part of the episode right. is berating the people who listen to our show. Thanks we got a lot more people listening, and and not the reviews either. I mean, it's not even like a, a higher percentage. And come um, on, I share also want to give the offer out. Um, I also want to give the offer out, and some of you have been taking me up on this. If you think that the podcast is valuable if there's a certain episode that you liked share it on your your instagram stories on your facebook and tag me and i will repost it and i've got a decent audience so do it from your business account if you have one and um you know maybe we can get you you know help your audience as well as you are helping us the whole reason we ask for the reviews by the way is just because the way that the podcast system works is the more ratings and reviews there are positive ratings and reviews the higher it goes up so that people can find it so when people look for this type of podcast it will show up and they'll be able to enjoy the content i mean we 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 produce it just for you guys just you know for your enjoyment i guess that wasn't really shaming like heath does but that's just not really my style hardcore It's not my style. She's and not as mean as we. I'm so. We love all our listeners. Um, <laughs> I'd love you more if you left a rating and review. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Heath. <laughs> I love you. He's like so on Purely fire today. Goes for it. Yeah, he's so. He's, he wore that Power Ranger costume for Halloween, and yeah. he's like, boom. Attitude. Um, also, Damn, you guys, that Red Ranger energy. I didn't realize how many of our listeners were extreme when it comes to not liking snakes and spiders. So oh, that man. episode Nobody a couple does. back. Yeah. I will tell you who likes my snakes? least liked my least liked picture on Instagram to date has been the one I posted promoting the episode with snakes. <laughs> Everyone's like, nope, don't like it. Oh, uh-uh, keep scrolling. Come I know. on. I know. It's captivating content. Eric, I thought it would be. People. Eric was such a great guest. Oh, Eric Biddingham awesome? from Wildlife yeah. on the Move, right, my, is his name? My yeah. wife was dirty on that one. That was dirty. That yeah, was well, really no. dirty. I love a good prank. It was yeah. wonderful. Rufus the pay possum back. is adorable. Uh, yeah, I, no, no, you pay me back every day. You scare me like every day. I mean, this was just one. No, there's no, this is, we're equal. We're even. I'm, I still owe you more Constantly pranks. Constantly frightened around here. Yes, yeah. I live in fear. Okay, so the question right. of the week on episode 141 is, what's the most impactful book you've read? What's the most impactful book you've read? This is a hard one. It's like, oh, I wish I had, I want like a top 10 list of most impactful books. Can I guess yours, babe? Yes. Every time I say babe, I think of um, oh, my friend who was doing my hair and she was like, I'm really enjoying the podcast. Um, should you call him babe on the show? And I was like, this is different than news. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. just, it's a podcast. A little less you know, formal. Yeah, it's less formal. Um, is yours um, Growth Mindset by Carol Stoweck? 
Well, here's the here's the thing. There, there's different because it's like a book. There, there are a couple. There are a handful of books that that have impacted me more at different times parts. But if I had to like go label one, I'm gonna have to go back to the one that really kickstarted me on reading in general. Okay, because I'd never really read much at all. But the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell was really the 21 what. Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John Maxwell. Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Okay. That was really, that one and the Zig Ziglar C at the top were like the first two that were found in that box in that office that I read. And and, and that that one set me off on the whole leadership career. Then then the Carol S. Dweck, you know, that was one of those that take you to another level that was super impactful. But 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership was hands down the most changing of the course of everything I, I believe for me when I look at it. That's good. What about you, Matt? Um, mine is um, I guess uh, I'll say I read a lot when I was younger. My mom's librarian. It was, reading was a really big thing yeah. in, in, in our house and I, I read all sorts of stuff. But I think as I got into high school and college I fell off. I wasn't reading books as much. I got more into watching movies or playing video games or just anything to distract me without just sitting down and reading a book. So for me, I can remember very specifically, I was working at the radio station. It was probably 2007 or something like that. And um, I said, you know, I really, I really want to dig into a a good fiction book. So I sat down and I I read um, uh, the road by Cormac McCarthy. And I don't know if anybody's ever read that, but Uh it's one of the most depressing books you'll ever read in your life. Um, and I can remember sitting there reading it and I was like tearing up and just feeling so emotional reading this thing when, when I was finished, I was like, I don't, why did, why did I ever stop reading so much? And so that book in particular, just the impact it had on me was getting me back into, uh, there's, there's so much here that I'm missing out on. I need to make a better habit of just reading things. If not, I don't read a whole lot of business books, but I do read a lot of history or, um, you know, f- fiction, and I, I just I, that made me change my habits around to where I prioritize that more and more in my life, and I've I've really enjoyed it. And so I can I can pinpoint that as being like the time where I said I'm getting back into reading stuff. I'm going to make it a part of my life again. I love that it left such a lasting impact at that exact moment. Yeah, yeah, for it sure. did. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can remember specifically sitting in the radio station over working overnights because there's not a whole lot to do. You got like a half hour between having to hit breaks and so i would just read and man that that uh it's a it's a it's a kick in the butt uh, that that book if anybody's ever read it but it is really very very good what about you zach uh i don't have a great answer i thought i did and then when you posed the question on air i was like oh wait i actually have to have read this book for this to qualify i did, I never finished the book i was thinking of wait so it was so impactful that you stopped reading it <laughs> well let me explain <laughs> this this book was particularly impactful in my life i was in fifth grade i think okay. the book was called esperanza rising it's a it's a kid's chapter book whatever uh when i was in fifth grade we had reading tests right they were on the computer and they were out in the hallway away from the rest of the classroom and if you took enough reading tests you got like ar points yeah yeah i think so was the name yeah okay yeah heath knows yeah yeah uh and so they i was a big reader when i was a kid and and i had, I had found this book in the library and i was like i'm gonna read this one it's gonna be great and i just couldn't get into it i don't know if i was just fifth grade and i had too much going on but i just couldn't get into it and so it comes down to the day of the reading test and i hadn't read the book I'd gotten maybe halfway through it, maybe. And, and I was like, man, what am I going to do? So I got in the hallway and I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to just take it and see how it goes. There's multiple choice. And so I take this test, not knowing most of the answers and I passed. And so this book was influential because it was the first time I can remember taking a test, not knowing the information 
basically guessing my way through and succeeding regardless. And that's not necessarily a Best good thing. Parents listening. That's arguably, very, listen yeah. this tip. that's arguably a very bad reason for this to be influential. But I, I never forgot it. But see, ever. I love this. I love I'm that listening. answer. I'm be- yeah, yeah, because this, this, that was a moment in my life when I was like, oh, I don't have to do... I don't have to go all the way. Like that showing can, up is the hardest part. Right. Like you I, just I, can, take I can do less and society will let me slide by anyway. And that's not okay. <laughs> and that's bad. Uh, and that was a bad lesson and I'm worse for it. But when I think of influential <laughs> books in my life, I always stick on that one. That's because I'm like, that was the first time. Very intriguing answer. I, I basically cheated in a way and and, well, and i felt che- awful about it then and cheating. i still do it's not cheating no, no but i no, wonder he doesn't even no, know what no, cheating zach, is he's so honest no, zach, right. zach understand something you know how many people do you know they got zero on ar because they never even tried because they didn't read yeah. <laughs> no it's seriously true, no no i'm being sure. real with you yeah, here's right. the thing i was yeah. the king at this yeah i would literally just take random tests on books over and over so i'd get some points and i that i never even picked up i never even rented them yeah okay but at least I did that. Like, I have friends that literally got zeros because uh-huh. they wouldn't even go attempt it. I was like, hey, I'm going to take some guesses. Maybe I'll get something. Right. Yeah. I mean, that sometimes showing up, whether you're not, whether you're, I yeah. mean, I wouldn't recommend it all the time, but it's like one of those that at least you do show up, you know? I, I guess, yeah, there's two ways to look at that. Yeah, I see it as a bad thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe there's some positive yeah. there. What about you, Jenny? Well... I have three, and I know the rule is one, no, but one. I've got to share. No, 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 no. But you let said me one. share with our audience these. No, let me. Uh, they need to know about, about these books. How about a winner and then honorable mentions? Okay, so yeah. the winner is this one, Dispatches from the Edge, A Memoir of War, Disasters, and Survival by Anderson Cooper. Ooh. So this is Anderson Cooper's life story. I had admired him as a journalist, but in the back of my mind, I always thought, yeah, well, you know, he's Gloria Vanderbilt's son. And I use that as an excuse to not succeed in the way that Anderson Cooper has, because in my mind, he had it easy. And I remember that, like, I had this differentiation between, oh, well, these other people, they have this. And he's got, you know, he had money and he lived in the city and he had these connections, which is true. But this book also details, it just reminded me the fact that, um, you know, famous people have tragedy. Rich people have setbacks, you know, all these things. And it was, it allowed me to imagine myself in that same position and succeeding uh, and, and recognizing that everybody has obstacles. And just because somebody has a famous mom doesn't mean they didn't have to work their way yeah. to get to where they are. And it, it uh, so it's, it's like, it's about the journalism, but it's also about the, I mean, he, he had been through some major, major stuff. You guys, this book is very intriguing. He's an excellent writer, but more than anything else it was like oh he had to work just as hard as everybody else yeah. he traveled the world with a camera shooting his own stuff editing his own stuff doing the work doing the thing um you know and, and anybody could really do that so there's that one the other one is mindful eating uh by jan chosen bays and this is uh it's it's really a great book for anybody in learning your connection with what you eat and why you why you eat it and how to look at food as nourishment and how to not look at it as the enemy so that's that was just a helpful book for me during recovery and things like that and then <laughs> the most helpful book well oh shoot i have four okay oh, no, 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 no. okay fine you asked the question Oh, well. It was all—it was all a—it was all a ploy <laughs> yeah. to, to plug some serious books. No, 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 okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. You got to go no. now. Yeah, you got to give them. I want to hear them. Ignorance on fire. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, but, JK. <laughs> what a punch in the face. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 
I do love it. He throwed it. It's the bomb. And it's I true. love when Amazon will send me, uh, like, hey, you might be interested in this book. Yeah. They send me recommendations, and it's Heath's book. And I'm like, yes, as a matter of fact, I am quite interested That's in this so book. That's so sweet. Yes, I love it. Yeah. Can I just say, uh, following on your Anderson Cooper book, um, one of my favorite books about journalism and the history of it is The yeah. Murrow Boys. It's about Edward R. Murrow, legendary yeah. radio journalist, and, and their and his group of journalists that during their wartime coverage and how they just kind of changed the face of of broadcast journalism and uh, is one of the best books I've ever read. And if you're interested in Ooh. history, if you're interested in journalism, The Murrow Boys, it's great. I love it. Good hit. Where can I find you? JennyAnnChondo.com. I would... Oh, also I started a group for Safe Swaps, healthy eating, non-toxic cleaning products, makeup, etc. Facebook.com slash groups slash safe swaps but mostly go to the second shot group you guys i will see you there uh at apple zagintosh on twitter and instagram drop us a rating and review gang it's a lot of fun thanks for listening uh let us know what you thought uh you can find me matt stoker one on instagram as well as in the second shot facebook groups i'm posting this uh second shot i'm posting second shot sit downs we're a couple of weeks deep let us know what you think of those and uh check it out any businesses you're trying to get going, myllc.com slash second shot will get you $100 off. So go do that now. Um, at Ignorance on Fire, he folks on any of the social media stuff. Connect with me there. Holler at me. And I'll see you next time. I love y'all. Bye.